0: welcome to exploring the feminine divine i'm your host ramona sitaway and this is episode number one we discuss all things related to the feminine divine mostly within the context of the restored church of jesus christ such topics may or may not include the heavenly mother the true and revealed understanding of pa- the patriarchal order marriage within the patriarchal order the masculine and feminine as they are meant to work together and last but not least the divine purpose mission and destiny of women today's date is october 5th 2020 so let's dive in the topic today is the issue of culture as it is referred as we refer to and discuss women and more specifically the narrative of the Adam and Eve story in the Bible. I will take a lot from my book, We Are Adam, the partnership of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and what it means for you. I discuss culture in chapter four. So if you want to read that chapter, I just suggest you read the whole thing, but this is mostly what I'll be taking taking it from. Now, the first quote that I have in there is from Dallin H. Oaks, which just kind of sums up how we feel about Mother Eve. He said, some Christians condemn Eve for her act, concluding that she and her daughters are somehow flawed by it, not the Latter-day Saints. Informed by Revelation, we celebrate Eve's act and honor her wisdom and courage in the great episode called The Fall. So as we talk about culture, every one of us are molded by culture, whether it's with our country, our nationality, our state, our family, our religion, our gender, um, how we treat the genders, how we treat the age of people in our society, we're molded by that culture. But despite that, not every choice we make or decision we make has to be dictated by it. And so, it's necessary that number one, we understand the true meaning of Scripture, despite what our cultural interpretations are of it. And then, number two, that we choose a culture that we want to emulate more of each one of us has good and bad parts of the culture sometimes for those and sometimes we don't but we can always transfer and emulate the gospel of Jesus Christ that's the culture that we can all agree on and um, this culture actually elevates women The restored church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Jesus Christ in his day, he had a much different view of women and treated them much differently than the mainstream culture of his day. And with the restoration of the church, we have elevated women to take their rightful place. And we just finished up with a general conference this last weekend and in the Saturday afternoon session, William K. Jackson spoke about this very subject about cultures and he said and he he recognized and proclaimed that women are elevated to their proper status within this true culture. And that's what we're seeking. And part of that is we do need to understand the correct understanding, the correct narrative of Adam and Eve, because so much of culture has been tainted. Let me correct that. Because of the culture, different cultures, they have tainted the translation and understanding of Adam and Eve. And they have taken the culture of their day, whichever century we're talking about, whichever religion we're talking about, and put that film of their cultural beliefs, covered it over the Adam and Eve narrative in the Genesis account, and translated it or have interpreted it in a much different way than what it was intended. A lot of the mainstream Christian religions, even if they are not real vocal about it, and even if it's not acted upon in this way in their homes, um, there is still the belief in how in the disdain they have there is for Eve and blaming her for the fall, suggesting that if Eve had not done what she did, that we would all be living in paradise in the garden of eden right now and we our church is not the only religion that does not believe this we think that is an incorrect cultural tradition there's nowhere that says that in the scriptures number one number two they were in a in a stasis of timelessness they were not aging everything was exactly was to remain exactly the same And in order to have children, you have to have a forward movement of time because that's how a baby develops. That's how children develop. And they needed to grow and progress in order to do that. So it was physically impossible for children to be born in that place. And that was not the intent of Heavenly Father. He wanted us to grow and progress, and some of that is through testing and trials and tribulations, through joy, through the sunsets and the sunrises, through the beautiful things and the hard things. This is how we grow and progress so that we can change our characters and become more like our heavenly parents. So as we talk about that, and, and I bring up a lot of this in my book, how I go through a lot of the Hebrew original words and how when translated differently, that it brings a lot more light onto the story, onto the narrative and has a much clearer understanding of both father Adam and mother Eve. And with that, it gives us a better understanding of ourselves and of the opposite gender it's, it's really enlightening. It's very powerful. And part of what the Adam and Eve narrative was trying to express was the unity that Heavenly Father wanted between the two of them. Not for them to be exactly the same, but to take their individual divine purposes and mesh them together to, make, to create something very, very powerful, something very beautiful. So, part of what I gathered in my research is when I went back through and studied a little bit about the history of Jesus Christ and talked about the history of the Relief Society, which is, by the way, the lar- largest female organization in the world, not just the United States, in the world. This is something very powerful. So, in 1842, there was a group of inspired Latter-day Saint women who wanted to create a charitable organization. Now, remember, we're working within the culture of the day, and in that culture, those were extremely popular. And so it was very normal and uh, for these women to want to do this, to create this charitable organization within the church structure. They brought this idea to Joseph Smith. And he was so inspired and he didn't want them to just be a charitable organization in the sense of he sought to amplify this good idea into something greater. They were both inspired. This is how I see the masculine and the feminine working together and creating something better, more powerful. you take two great things and make them even better. So he wanted he decided to organize the women in the order of the priesthood after the pattern of the church. And uh, when the women were organized, the apostle John Taylor remarked when he attended the founding meeting that it was done according to the law of heaven. So he organized, Joseph Smith and Emma Smith organized this organization after the order of the priesthood. As we talk about the priesthood, we need to remember that it is not male or female. It is not, the priesthood is a power, the power of God, the power by which everything is created. By both men and women. Men. In the church of Jesus Christ. Currently are ordained. To the priesthood. But both men and women. Have the power. In the priesthood. It is a power. And it functions differently. Based upon the covenant. Or based upon what it is we're trying to do. What it is we're trying to create. And organize. So. Um, that is a really important concept to remember and I highly recommend that especially women study about the priesthood study what it really is and your eyes will be enlightened and you pray about it and listen to the spirit um At that time, in the time of Joseph Smith, it, it was a time where culturally men were expected to take responsibility for the physical and spiritual welfare of women. So what Joseph Smith taught his congregations was revolutionary. He taught them that men and women were responsible for their own sins. And this was extremely revolutionary in that day and age. He was calling upon the true powers of heaven and the true order of heaven. That's the way it is. We are equal. We both have divine destinies and our divine missions are meant to work together. So that in and of itself was amazing. So as we go back to the narrative of Adam and Eve, we have to remember that when the Bible, especially the King James Bible, was translated, we are going to remember that um, they took a repeatedly translated scripture, which is the Bible, and covered it within their European-based view, the culture of the day, which was women were in a lesser and lower status that was the culture that didn't mean it was true it just meant that was the culture they held at that time and so what they did was they took their culture and put that like a film on top of the adam and eve narrative And they viewed that template through that heavily clouded film of what they felt women's status, mission, purpose was. And I speak about this in other chapters about how we got to from help meet to help mate to wife, what that entailed, what that meant. And um, I disclose a lot of things that were just, incorrect translations so what we want to do is set aside our culture and take a look at the narrative as it was originally intended the original template that god intended for adam and eve men and women masculine and feminine and it can it can change our culture so much so it's important that we do have a correct view of the fall. I discussed earlier about how the mainstream vision of Eve is is very poor. But we honor Mother Eve. She was amazing. And in another podcast, we'll I will discuss the word beguiled as it is used in the scriptures, especially in the Old Testament. And you'll be amazed at what that word really means. But that's a little teaser, a hint for a future podcast. So why do we need to have a correct view of the fall? Well, as we have it now, Um, If we are just to view it as the mainstream Christians view it, it would be that women were weak-willed, sinful, uh, needed the guidance and direction of men, that they do rule over us. But that is incorrect. That was an incorrect translation. And I will talk another podcast about that. So, in order for us to take our rightful place, our status, both men and women need to understand that true view, the correct view of the fall and how beautiful Mother Eve is and was and what she did was amazing and brave and so much like Christ. And what Father Adam did, his, his, his story is not left out. Of this at all. And so they were much more, they were partners in a much uh, different way than we think have thought about them in the past. So as we move forward, we need to talk about uh, choosing correct traditions. Each of us, we have the good and the bad in our culture. And we, the true culture that we need to pick from, we, we pick the good things from our own culture and we need to discard the bad and pick up the culture of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the true champion of women. He, the way he treated women and talked about women and included them as his disciples Was revolutionary in his day, and he is a true champion of women. So as I continue through, talk about how slowly the status of women changed throughout the centuries. And it seems like it started a little bit with Martin Luther um, when he sparked the Protestant Reformation. Because this was different in his day. He preached that sin was characteristic of both men and women. And that was very much against and different from the dogma of the Catholic ideology of that day. So there was a lot that began with the Protestant Reformation. And we should be grateful for that. In closing, I wanted to share this amazing essay. It was written in 1889 by Ruby Lamont, and she was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. And she wrote this, which I think is amazing to write this in that day and time. And this gives you a little more understanding of the The culture of the church at that day, sometimes we tend to think of it, we just have a misunderstanding of what we thought the culture was, was and how women were treated, but this is what they felt. This is what she says. Since the days of Eve, her daughters have lived under the curse of social inferiority to her brother, man. In this generation, the irksomeness of this condition has been displayed by the Women's Movement for Equal Rights. This movement has met with slurs and opposition at every step, just as every truth has always been oppressed by its its adversary. God who made us all, and who is no respecter of persons, intended that woman should in every way be equal to man in dignity. But He also knew the station in which she would be placed while on earth, that her childbearing and child-rearing sphere would curtail other aspirations, which man would have the opportunity to follow. Of the two, he knew that the former would be of the greater importance to the world. And therefore, in the guise of a curse, and I just have to pause here. We do, we, I show in the book that it was not. Eve was never cursed. Adam was never cursed. And if you read my book, you'll find out what was cursed. I continue bestowed upon her the blessing to be the subject to man that she might be, might the better fulfill her mission. To me, it seems like one of the Latter-day signs that women are becoming restless beneath their oppressed situation. The world's record will soon be finished, and when the millennium shall set in and the curse be removed, I write with confidence, for I firmly believe that our Heavenly Father loves His daughters just as well as He loves His sons, And that he does not desire the glorification of one at the sacrifice of the happiness of the other. So she did talk about the curse. There is no curse upon the woman. That was another cultural implantation on on that narrative. And if you read that script the scriptures carefully, you'll find that, that there was not a curse. So in we are living in a time of continuing revelation we're living in a time of continued restoration and the role of women is being clarified more and more and more and I really feel that it we are emerging from the wilderness it is our time the emergence from the wilderness came began with the restoration of the priesthood this is the bottom line we could not have our rightful status our rightful elevation without the priesthood so well that's it for today so please hit the subscribe button below new podcasts will be every friday morning 10 a.m sharp Sisters and brothers, it's our time. We are finally emerging from the wilderness to a better understanding of our divine purpose, mission, and destiny. Thank you for joining me. Until next time.